How do you find success and fulfillment together? Today, we find out on Start With A Win. Welcome to Start With A Win, where we unpack franchising, leadership, and business growth. Let's go. Today on Start With A Win, we have Adam Hergenrother. He's an entrepreneur at heart, and this is his second appearance on Start With A Win. He is the founder and CEO of a thriving organization, Adam Hergenrother Companies, which includes several organizations ranging from a national real estate company to leadership coaching and training. He's passionate about business and transforming lives. And he believes that when you focus on leading yourself first, the business results will follow. Totally agree with that. When he's not leading and growing his organization or working on his inner growth, you can find Adam in the Vermont mountains with his wife, Sarah, and three children, Sienna Asher and Madeline. Adam, welcome to Start With a Win. Adam, it's great to be here. Thanks for all that you do and all the hard work that you put into uh, bringing value to your, to your audience and to the listeners. Hey, of course. Um, you and I really see a lot of things on the same wavelength. <laughs> and you just put out a new book, uh, The 200% Life. I want to dig into that today because I think there's a lot of potential here for our listeners. You know, we all get into this this business doldrum or we, you know, the whole grind and hustle yeah. culture, which I think is a yeah. bunch of BS. But the reality <laughs> is, you know, we're, we stop taking care of ourselves and we stop yeah. taking care of what's inside here in order to have high performance. What What is 200% life and and why did you write the book? Yeah, thanks. You know, it was really a lot of it was self therapy for myself. You know, I, I had this uh, for me once I hit certain financial goals uh, early on in my life. I started realizing that. Well, just back up a second. When I was when I first got into to business, I was driven for money, power, fame, right? And I was really, you know, Adam, really driven for what I kind of what people think of like what is the definition of success, right? And that means something different to everybody. But really what I think most people are looking at when they say go and be successful in life, right? It's, it's really go get enough leverage, money, power, fame to be able to control the situations around you so that you can control your inner experience. And that's really what kind of people are saying to go look after these things, just a different way of saying it. And so for me, I went after and did that. And then I, you know, I had this $500,000 net income goal. And I, I remember hitting this when I was about 26 or 27. And I was at a holiday party with my mom, who's the most unassuming individual. And I was like, Hey mom, you know, I made $500,000 this year. And she was like, Oh, that's great. Pass the ketchup. And in that moment, I was like, <laughs> man, she just doesn't care. But then I asked a deeper question that was, do I even care? And that's what kind of sparked me on this path 13 years ago of being like, I didn't want to go meditate in a, you know, in a, some Himalayan cave with a fire reciting haikus Indian style because it's not even comfortable to sit Indian style. And so I, but I, at the same time, I knew that there was more than just playing with the hustle, the drive, accumulation of things because it just wasn't working. And so I didn't say it the same way I did now. So over the course of, you know, the last 13 or so years, I've just been on this quest to kind of merge the two together of how do you actually go build a business, have a successful life, get married, take vacations and go run Ironmans. And at the same time, not needing any of it to turn you on, not needing any of it to recognize the fact that there is a whole other part of life that we all miss, which is 100% inner world. So to me, life is really not just 100% outer world. There is 100% outer world and it shouldn't be ignored, right? It's something that we should play into. But at the same time, there's 100% inner world that most of us have always been ignoring, which is why we always feel restless, unsatisfied, 
you know, looking for the next adventure, the number one question I get from, from our listeners and people that have read the book so far, which is, you know, is, or a question that comes in there is like, how do I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Right. And that like these questions pop up in our, in our lives so deep and we're looking for answers. And to me, the 200% life is a, is a model. It's a framework for how you can, you can find the answer for yourself instead of asking somebody else for your life's purpose. Wow. So do you, I mean, is it safe to say that the majority of people who are driving hard towards this external extrinsic success, whatever it is, the business success, do they start to, or continuously, you know, more than not ignore that internal piece? Is that why there's so many divorces and business leaders or, you know, horrible relationships or even depression, suicide, things like that? I mean, is this a common thing that you're seeing? Yeah, you know, that's spot on. Um, I think the majority of people buy into the goods that I bought into that was, you know, if you go and get, a, you know, the house that you want, the relationship you want and go make the money in the corner office that you want, that somehow you're going to have some magical fruit tree in your backyard. It's going to be filling you with peace every single day. Right. And I think, I think that's what, I think that's, that's literally what people are told to do. It's like, if I go get this, then boom, it's going to be here forever. And I'm never going to have anything to worry about again. And I think more and more people are waking up and realizing it's not like they're spiritual or growth or religion. There's room for any of that. It's just you wake up and realize what I've been doing doesn't work, right? It doesn't, going and chasing after to get one thing that leads to the next thing, leads to the next thing, doesn't permanently turn me on. If you think about this in your own life, Adam, things that were a luxury item to you at one point, once you acquire it, it's no longer a luxury item. It's just a necessity. And then people keep acquiring these things. And finally, you wake up one day and go, man, I've just been digging myself in this hole by thinking and falling into this trap that if I just go get one more thing, if I go make another $100,000, if I go get one more deal, if I go get you know a new relationship now, that's, that's what's going to do it, right? If I just go take one more vacation, right? Or if I just go write one more book or whatever it is, this is all about the external world. And what people are really doing is they're using what I call the nouns, right? People, places, and things to turn them, turn their inner experience to a better experience. And that's what right. they're trying to do with the external world. And for momentarily, it works. Like when you go get what you want or avoid what you don't want, you feel better, right? You have a better inner experience. So then you buy into this, well, then I should be able to go manipulate the entire world all the time. And man, if I get enough power and leverage in my life, I can do this all the time. And you come to realize it doesn't work. You know, Will Smith had something, you know, Will's gone through his own emotions and things over the past couple of years. But in his book, Will, one of the things he writes in there, he's like, you know, when you're when you have nothing and then when you have this hope of getting fame and money and fortune, all this stuff, like it feels good on that journey. But he's like, once you have fame, money and everything you have, and it's still the same tape that's playing in your head, you realize it's the wrong path. Right. So, and it's, yeah. I, I, let me, I'm sorry. Let me jump in there. Yeah. So does that mean, you know, you talked about this luxury item. Things are a luxury item until we get them. Is happiness that luxury item that so many people are chasing then? I think people need to call off the search and realize you're already happy just ah. being you. And the people, the problem is people are just still searching for it outside themselves, which is the 200, the 200% life book is to remind people that it's already within you. It's already, it's, you're already whole and complete. You're already filled with peace or a lightness to you, a joy just for being here. I mean, the earth has been around for 4.5 billion years. We've been around for, 40, 50, 100 years, 150 years, it would be like reading 
having a 300 million page book and reading two words and being like, I know what this is about. I mean, that's kind of how we wake up and do it. And so wow. we just call off the search. So, it, I mean, is, is it then a realization that you need to open your eyes and look for it because you have it? Yeah. It's not even really opening your eyes. It's, that's a, it's a good way of saying it. It's really just stop trying to use the external world as a way to make your inner experience better. Cause okay. that it's like you're, it's like there's a shadow and you're trying to run away from it, but it's your own shadow. You're never going to run out. You're never going to outpace it. And so with the minute you just, you, again, you either, you open your eyes, you call off the search. What you realize in that moment is that everything I've been looking for is already within me. Then you become a fierce business competitor. Then you become an amazing leader. You know, the, the reality is, is whether you want to call this personal growth, spiritual growth is irrelevant. They're just made up words. The, the essence of all of this is just that I can handle reality. I can handle the situation in front of me. If you are a leader and you're trying to lead a group of people and you can't handle an employee that's disgruntled or handle a client that is not happy with you or handle a lawsuit, then you're no good to the situation. If you're a doctor and you can't handle the sight of blood, you're not getting good to the situation. And so all of this gives you the ability to be a higher quality decision maker, which then impacts everything that you do in life. It impacts you as a father. If you can't handle your three-year-old throwing a fit, you're no good to helping the three-year-old. And so the whole point of this is to let go of the part of you that can't handle life, i.e. surrender to that part of you, then take massive action once that part is clear because the path becomes undisguised. Wow. So I, I know so many business leaders who struggle to get to this point. I mean, it just it's prolific in business. Because when we go to these, you know, masterminds or meetings or conferences or whatever, everybody sits there and talks about their KPIs and they, they don't, you know, or, Hey, I'm, I'm using the EOS or I'm, you know, any of these little jargon pieces about how I, I acquired something in my business, but what should business leaders be, you know, this is something it sounds like you should be spending some of your day on what, what recommendations do you have for business leaders to start to unpack this? Yeah. Well, for, you know, business leaders themselves, their work product are decisions, right? That's what our work product is. And so if anything to everybody want, I think the, the difference between organizations that exceed greatness and achieve greatness for over long periods of times is the difference between the collective decisions that are being made as a leadership team. So then I work backwards from there is you want to put yourself, Adam, in a situation where you're making the best, highest quality decisions every single day. And the only way to do that is to not be emotionally attached to any of the decisions, which means you're detaching yourself from the decisions so you can see them clearly, which again is that's your personal growth. That's why business is nothing but a conduit for personal growth. So then you take this one step further and keep going backwards. Then how do you take preventative action every single day or preventative steps to keep yourself more centered? That could be journaling, meditation, exercise, walking, spending time with your kids. That could be any of the form that you're doing. For me, it, it starts with the form of a meditation for transcendental meditation for 20 minutes, a series of journaling, exercise. And then I also meditate again around noon to kind of reset my day um, to keep that clarity in there to help make better quality decisions as a business leader. And that's really, as you start to do that, it gives you more of the ability to see things further and clearer so that you can, again, make better overall decisions for your life in terms of what you eat, how you exercise, better decisions as being a parent, better decisions as a leader. And it just makes you a better human being. For me, the entire purpose of my life is to raise the moment that's in front of me 
so that the moment is better off for having passed by me. There's not really a higher way to live your life. And so for that, you have to be actually experiencing the moment in front of you and not experiencing mind. Wow. I mean, that's incredible to think about. Let me, let me ask you a kind of a curveball question here then. So we're talking a lot about, I mean, essentially me internally, you know, as far as how we become the best that we can be by balancing out these, these different perspectives. How does this, I mean, this has to translate somehow into business results as well as personal results. Tell me, how does the consumer benefit in customer experience, employee experience, things like that by a leader digging deep into this? You know, that's a wonderful question. When I um, first started applying this into my life, one of the things I would do is before I got out of my truck every day, uh, pulling into my office, I would remind myself that I'm not here to get anything from my employees. I'm not here to get anything from my clients. I'm actually here to, again, raise the moment up. I'm also here to help serve or contribute to my employees or to my clients. And so when you, when you start applying these concepts, what you can do is as you walk into a meeting, it's not about you being right. It's about finding the best solution for the organization. When you walk in to help, if you have to fire an employee, it's not about firing them to fire them. You fire them with grace, right? When you have to hire an employee, you hire them with a different level of clarity. It doesn't mean that you stop making the tough business decisions or the decisions that need to be made as a leader. What it does is it gives you the clarity to make them most effective so that when you're making the most effective decisions, your overall organization, your employees, the benefits see that you're real. And they also see that you feel the organization, which then acquires more people to want to be around you, which then in turn gets you to have better people and a better team and a more organized one that's rowing in the same direction because you're not whiplashing an organization every time you feel the need to go in there and start something new because it benefits you. What this really does is it drops the need for you to be right and gain any personal thing from the conversation so you can show up and actually enter it. And an example I love to give in the business world about this is if you ever coach somebody, which most people have, that like for free, and then somebody asks you to go meet with this person for half an hour, an hour, and they come in there and you've never met them before, right? And they come in at them and they start telling you about their life and their business and you have some experience up on them and they, and you instantly go, let me tell you what you should do. And you're not doing it from a place of you're trying to get anything from them. You're not being rewarded and you speak to them differently. They take different level of action. And that's how every day you should be able to interact as a business owner or a business leader. It seems like when you act this way, you perform kind of with a, I've got nothing to lose by helping you. Yes, that's exactly and, right. And, I mean, it just, it's well said that unconditional giving, or, I mean, it's, that's really the foundation for love yes. and, and yes. Um, really what causes success in a, in, in a business partnership, because a, a business transaction is not one-sided. It's a partnership. Yeah. Both people yeah. end up benefiting, but both people typically end up giving in this. Yeah. So, this is a, a fascinating concept. I think everybody should listen to this because, you know, right now in this economy, things like that, people are, especially, you know, like in the, a lot of the world that you and yes. I talk to, the yes. real estate and mortgage space, they're yeah. like, how do I get business? Yeah. I'm struggling yeah. to get leads, whatever. Yeah. Go out and give yes. unconditionally like this. Yes. And guess what? People will start to give back. Yeah. So. I always found too that the minute you you stop trying to wake up and needing to get anything from there is exactly when you'll end up getting the higher that you need to make. 
an agent that joins your team, right? The deal that comes across your plate that you can now then go put somebody under contract in a, in a week, right? Like it's that, it doesn't just show up in like an envelope being like, Hey, thanks for not, thanks for giving today. Here's a, in return of this, here's your giving, right? It's not, it doesn't show up that way, but it shows up in so these, these cool ways. I mean, think about, I mean, life supports life. I mean, you don't do anything to have the 25 trillion cells in your body function every day or your food to digest or your heart to beat. You just allow life to take care of it, right? It's the, it's the same thing in the external world. Just we have, we have convinced ourselves that we can do a better job of life. And I don't think there's anybody that can do a better job of what all of this that we get to experience every day actually does. Awesome. So business people, especially entrepreneurs and such, stop chasing life, stop chasing business and allow it. And I mean, that's, it it seems like it's such a more, I don't know, fulfilling perspective to end up pursuing. So I I have another question for you. We, you're, you're talking about this um, and you use, use the word balance every now and then, but is there really balance or is it, do we have to intentionally do these things? Cause balance seems like we, you know, we're like, Oh, I'm aware. I'll, you know, I'm okay with it. Do we have to work at this in order to find that internal fulfillment or do we just, I mean, is it just a sit back and ignore the, the problems? I mean, what, what, what tip do you have for people to find this? Yeah, it's a great question. It's never about passivity. It's never about not taking action. It's actually, you're taking skillful action. You're taking right action. It's a different level of doing it. In fact, you may work 14 hours a day, but it's not working 14 hours a day because you feel burnt out. You're working 14 hours a day because it's the next thing that you need to be doing. And then you may take the next day off. It's, it's a, the, the amount of hours that you end up working when you do this thing is irrelevant, right? It's actually skillful and right action that may put you in that path to do whatever it takes. I always like to think of this as work-life presence, which for me, instead of work-life oh, yeah. balance, work-life presence. And the reason why I say it like that, and it's, it, I mean, I didn't come up with the term. I've, I think I've, I don't know who I took it from, but work-life presence for me always reminds me of, The challenge why people feel burnt out so much is because when people are working, they want to be with their family and with their family, they want to be working, right? It's like this dichotomy that's always going in there. And so I was always approached this, which is if I'm working, I'm fully present working. If I'm working and I have to go and take a phone call, that's a personal call. Then I'm fully present dealing with the personal call. If I'm going to the bathroom, I'm fully present going to the bathroom. So it's really about this work-life presence that you bring to yourself. That way you're in the actual moment, not thinking, which is just living mind. Thinking is just asking yourself a question, then, then somebody else in there who's also witnessing it, answering it in your own head, right? That's all you're doing in there. And you end up just even like I would encourage people as an example of this, like as you're listening to Adam and I talk right now, are you really actually listening to us? Or are you listening to the mind narrate this conversation and then then telling you what, oh, I, I like what Adam said. Why well, don't, I like that. I don't really, who's this Adam guy? Who's this, what is he even talking about, right? Or are you listening to that voice inside of you that's actually narrating our conversation. And that's what we end up doing is the mind narrates everything for us and we buy into the concept that that is who we are. And that's not who we are. The minute that drops away and that search starts to fall away, you actually get face-to-face with life. And when you're face-to-face with life, the path is undisguised. It's actually very clear for you. This is why people struggle so much with making decisions because you're trying to make a decision by asking the mind, which doesn't know anything. It's like a computer. It'd literally be like you go into Alexa and being like, what's the purpose of my life, right? Like, and then it's going to come up with an answer because it thinks, because it wants to, it wants to satisfy you, which is what the mind does. It's like a two-year-old ego. It's like a two-year-old toddler that 
is, you know, very spoiled. It always wants your attention. And so it'll give you whatever answer it feels the best for you. But it's not about not working for these things at all. It's actually skillful action. It may take a lot of time and energy in the personal growth, spiritual growth work to get to this level, by the way, is the hardest thing you'll ever do in your entire life. Making millions of dollars is way easier than the inner work that you will do to reach a higher state of clarity and consciousness that then allows you to be a better human being. Awesome. I, I'm going to try that, by the way. Ask Alexa, what's the purpose? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See what happens here. Um, yeah. This is this has been an amazing conversation. Where can we find the 200% Life book and Adam Hergenrother online? Um, yeah, you can go to adamhergenrother.com. You can go to Amazon and buy it. Um, by the time this comes out, uh, most likely, I think it, our Audible version will be out as well too. Um, but it links to adamhergenrother.com, links to everything that we have, free downloads, free opportunities. And uh, I just appreciate people interested in this conversation. Um, I think it's really important for business leaders to realize there's more than just the bottom line spreadsheets and profits, which are wildly important in business. There's a whole other element that's wildly important too. And I appreciate people listening. Totally. And I will reiterate uh, what Adam's talking about here. If you don't get yourself right, your business is not going to be right. Period. I mean, that that's ultimately what we talk about here. And when I talk at masterminds, talk to CEOs and things like that, that's the first thing I ask is, how are you personally? How do you feel in your heart? Does it feel like, you know, there's a golf ball in there and, and you're trying to dig it out or, or, you know, there's a lot of tension or who knows what, but are you truly fulfilled internally? Because that will guide the success of your company. So Adam, thank you for being on Start With a Win. I have a question that you've answered before and I want to ask you again, because it may have changed, but um, how do you start your day with a win? Yeah, for me, the first thing that I do is I make sure that I am 100% centered and clear, which is by surrendering to the mind as, as soon as I can, um, as soon as I start my day. I think last time I entered, I answered it with a meditation. Um, but the reality is how I start my day is to make sure that I'm centered and clear so I can serve whatever's in front of me the best I can. Awesome. Adam Hergenrother, an author, a great business leader, and just a, a, a genuinely wonderful human being. Thank you for being on Start With a Win. Adam, thank you so much. <laughs>